transcendent knowledge. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called profound illumination. And at the same time, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. Characteristics, there is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas. No eye datu up to no mind datu. Datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness datu. No ignorance, no end of ignorance up to no old age and death. No old age and death. No suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering. No path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable true complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi, praised noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, Asuras, and Gandharvas, rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs> So 
The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon, I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready. Shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Jesus, <laughs> 
Tomorrow, <laughs> Lodu Savas, Tom Marbeta, Samba Jong, Samba Jong, Motela, Jiden Shamatunis, Lechibata, Jiden Shamati, Totembas, Nile, Tajiden Shamati, Totematella, John to the Lending, John to Sajirova, So again, we are uh, looking at uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, the commentary on Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. Uh, and if we look at the outline, we find that it uh, is as follows. It begins with uh, how to rely upon the teacher that is the root of the path, and then the second category of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher. Uh, under the category of how students train their minds after having relied, uh, relied upon the teacher, we find two categories, an exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, and then a second category of how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Under the category of how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, we find three major headings. Uh, developing, uh, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. Under the first major heading, we find uh, of uh, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, we have three categories. The actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, the measure of the attitude of a person of small capacity, and then uh, dispelling any misconceptions related to a person of small capacity. Uh, under that first category, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, we find two uh, points that are made. Uh, developing the state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives, and then the second category of relying on a means or a method for achieving happiness in one's next life. Under the category of relying on a means or a method of achieving happiness in one's next life, we find two major headings. Uh, first, refuge, and then second, karma and its results. And we've finished the refuge section, and now we're uh, beginning to deal with karma and its results. Uh -huh. 
So we've completed the section uh, that deals with taking refuge. Uh, so what does taking refuge mean? Uh, we look at the prayer, I take refuge until I am enlightened in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Uh, so we went over what this means in great detail. Uh, we went over it according to the four categories we find in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment that begin with the causes for going for refuge. Based on that, the objects to which you go for refuge to, how to go for refuge, and then the precepts or advices related to refuge. So we've completed that section, and if you can think about it in this uh, full way, then you'll understand it very well. <laughs> We stated many benefits of, of refuge. <laughs> Uh, and we, we saw the many benefits of going for refuge, and we find it in, related uh, in the Shanti Deva's Compendium of Trainings, where he shows the benefit of going for refuge, where he tells the story of the, the pig's tail, or the, the story of the pig. Uh, and this story uh, shows where uh, God uh, who, uh, recognized that he was going to be reborn uh, in, as a pig in the lower realms. Uh, and went to Indra to ask advice on how he could end this uh, fact. He did not want to uh, have to be reborn in the animal realm. And Indra uh, told uh, this god to go for refuge to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. And by going for refuge, he did not have to experience uh, the uh, um, rebirth as the pig. He was actually born into Ganden, uh, into the higher realms. Uh, so we find this story related in Shantideva's Compendium of Trainings. Uh, so if we relate this story to ourselves, since beginningless time, we have accumulated mass amounts of karma uh, and engaged uh, mass amounts of karma uh, because we have engaged in many uh, non-virtuous activities. Uh, so we have uh, uh, massive amounts of negative karma that will produce rebirths into the hell realms, that will produce rebirths into the lower realms of cyclic existence. So if we're able to go for refuge, then we can purify some of these future uh, negativities or these future uh, negative experiences. Uh, so then uh, when we so we'll go to the section on karma uh, um, begins on page 209 uh, so when we look at uh, this section on karma 
there are uh, three different uh, sections or three different divisions uh, that in the outline uh, that deal with the the karma that deal with karma. So we've completed the section uh, go on refuge, the entrance uh, into the teachings, uh, and now we're dealing with the section on karma. So the the section on karma has the major major heading, uh, which is uh, developing the faith and conviction. Uh, the faith of conviction that is the root of all temporary happiness and certain goodness. Uh, so this is the major heading. Uh, um, and then we have three categories. Refre reflecting on karma and effects and its effects in general. Uh, reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of karma. Uh, uh, and then uh, the how to engage in virtue and turn away from non-virtue after you have reflected on karma and its inf uh, effects in general and in detail. And I feel that that second category, we could uh, also translate it in a different way, uh, where it's reflection on karma and its results uh, specific, with specifics. Because the first is in general, and then the next is shedrag, which is a specific or particulars. Uh, so reflection specific on the specifics of karma and its results, uh, and then that last uh, category of how to engage in virtue and turn away from non-virtue after you've reflected on karma and its effects in general and in detail. So here uh, we find this general in detail uh, in this third part, uh, and I think that's specific. Uh, so um, those are the three categories. <laughs> Uh, so the first category, reflecting on karma and its results uh, and in general, uh, uh, begins, there are, it's divided into two categories. The actual way in you, which you reflect in general and uh, reflecting on distinctions uh, among the varieties of karma. Uh, so, or reflecting on it uh, specifically. Um, reflecting on it specifically. Um, so uh, when we look at this first category, the actual way to reflect in general, um, uh, uh, we find that there are four points that are made. Uh, so this will be the first time going through with it, going through it, and we'll go through it more time. So any changes in vocabulary, we'll get a consistent vocabulary as we go, uh, just in case there's any changes. Uh, so we have the four categories, the certainty of karma, uh, the magnification of karma, not experience the effects of actions that do, uh, you do not do, and the actions you have done do not perish. Uh, so these are the four categories under the major heading of uh, reflecting on uh, karma and its results in general. <laughs> Uh, so this first category, uh, so we find uh, when we're dealing with this first point, the certainty uh, of karma uh, is that virtue necessarily causes happiness and non-virtue necessarily causes suffering. Uh, virtuous actions uh, do not give rise uh, to suffering, and non-virtuous actions uh, do not give rise uh, to happiness. Uh, so uh, here, this is what we begin to deal with in this section uh, that of uh, four categories that begins with the first category, the certainty of karma. That, uh, 
ਤਸ਼ੀ ਜੁੰਦੇ ਤਾਂ ਨਾਗ ਜਿੰਦੇ ਜੀ ਨਾਗੇ ਗੀਲੇ ਦਾ ਮਗੀ ਲੈਣ ਦੇ ਬਤਾਂ ਸ਼ਿਗੇ ਸ਼ਿੰਦੋਂ ਲਾ ਸੁਬਾ ਨੇ ਜੁਦਾਂ ਦੇ ਬਗੇ ਚੁ ਜੇਵਾ ਹੀ ਨਾ ਨਾਗ ਜੁੰਦੇ ਸਿਰਾ ਫਿੱਟੋ ਚੋ So the second category the magnification of karma means that the karma will increase after it has been accumulated. Uh and here we see this is an inner uh increase or an inner magnification and if we look at an outer magnification we see uh if we look at a tree if we look at its small causes and conditions that produce this very large thing uh we see it, uh, that is uh, very similar to the way that uh, magnification of the karma we accumulate uh um uh, um grows uh, the uh, how the karma that we accumulate grows or magnifies into a much larger experience tale majhe bata majhe baso the gile majhe baina dwat the maris dibile the majhe na the maris and the leje bachu mazas gile the magile sa sa baina ਨਿਆਬਤੋ <laughs> so not ex- so the next category not experiencing the effects of actions that you did not do if you do not accumulate virtue you will not experience the effect of happiness if you do not accumulate non virtue you will not experience the effect of uh, you will not experience the effect which is uh, suffering uh, so uh, you won't experience the effects of actions that you do not do uh so virtue causing happiness non virtue causing suffering uh um that the actions you have done do not perish uh that if you have created uh, virtuous and non virtuous uh karma uh these will not perish unless they have been uh um um purified by a practice such as confession and utilizing uh, a uh, um a practice uh such as the four opponent powers um so if one uh, um applies the four opponent powers uh to some uh, specific non virtues uh, then are able to uh purify them but if this has not been done then one will experience the effects of it uh in the same way that it, our virtue can be uh eradicated by anger and wrong views so the four opponent powers can eradicate our non virtue uh in this in a similar way so here it says uh, developing faith the faith of conviction that is the root of all temporary uh, happiness and certain goodness uh so here uh, the faith in conviction is in uh karma and its results so one is developing this faith of conviction in karma and its results uh and this faith of conviction is the root of all temporary happiness and certain goodness so temporary happiness uh speaking of uh the uh, happiness and the um uh, cyclic within cyclic existence in the higher realms and so forth 
uh, and then certain goodness referring to liberation and complete Buddhahood. Uh, so here the root of, of all forms of happiness uh, from uh, the uh, um, h- higher realm rebirths uh, to the liberation to complete Buddhahood uh, um, is uh, faith and conviction and karma and its results. What that Delhi Tanji Delhi Tanji Zoe, he did the Vajival Dela, that's Sajin Sundo, and the Tongua. Lendisha Samba, Shedat to Samba, Son of Judusha to Sonje, that Tambusha Samba La, Murton, Susuchete, some Sajini Degua, Murtelta, what a Murton, Susuchete Samba. So this first category, developing the faith of conviction that is the root of all temporary happiness uh, and certain goodness, uh, uh, we find there are those the three major headings, reflecting on karma and its results in general, respect, reflecting on karma and its results specifically, and then how to engage in virtue and turn away from non-virtue after you have reflected on karma and its effects in general and in specifically. Uh, so these are the three categories, uh, and it begins with reflecting on karma and its effects in general, and it's divided into two categories, the actual way to reflect in general and reflecting, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, so it's divided into these three categories. Uh, 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 divided in these two categories, the actual way in which to reflect in general, reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of karma. Uh, So we get to this first category, the actual way in which to reflect in general, uh, and there are these four points. Uh, So we're looking now at the Great Treatise. Uh, And just for uh, everyone to be aware, this first page in the uh, karma section is actually in the last section of the refuge in the Tibetan. Uh, so that's, we already went over it, so that's why it seems like we're skipping a section. Uh, we went over it uh, in the last class, uh, so that was the section that I, I went through, uh, um, and, it's, and it's in here. Uh, so uh, we just kind of Rinpoche read through it quickly, uh, and then class ended. Um, so if anyone wants to reference back, that's the section from the class before. Uh, it's just on the next page in the karma section. Um, so, uh, and then going back to the actual way uh, in which to reflect in general, we find the four categories. The certainty of karma, uh, the magnification of karma, not, expecting, not experiencing the effects of actions that you do not do, and that the actions you have done uh, do not perish. Uh, so these are the four categories. What that lays again, that the Namasanji will lays again there, and Tutamaji or Tutamaji, Tutamaji, Zinanata, Lutile, Nagile, Nibute, Nezu is again there, Shedamata, Omatanjuani, Shedamata, Omatanjuani, Lutile, the Nagile, Nibute, Zuis. Then 
So when we look at uh, the actions and, and we look at them uh, according to the tenet systems, uh, according to uh, the Great Exposition School, the Vabashika School, and the Middle Way Consequence School, the Madhyamika Prasangika, they assert that actions or karma of the body and speech are necessarily form. So when we, we categorize things, uh, they are necessarily form. Um, just as a note, permanent or functioning things are divided into form, consciousness, and non-associated compositional factors. So the Vabashka school and Madhyamaka school say that it's form. Actions of the body and speech are form. The uh, uh, Middle Way Autonomy School, the Mind Only School, and the Sutra School assert that they are uh, mental factors, and specifically the mental factor of intention. Uh, so uh, they assert that actions of the body, speech, and mind are all mental factors of intention. Uh, so we find this uh, differing view uh, in the schools. Uh, and we find uh, a, a quote from a text, which is the meaning of the Vinaya. Uh, it's a summary that monks, Rinpoche said, study uh, to learn uh, uh, the various points about the Vinaya and then be able to go to debate them. Uh, it's about 100 pages. And we find a quote where it says, according to the uh, Vabashika and the Middle Way Prasangika, uh, these actions of body and speech are form. The, the um, Sutra school states that they, they are all uh, so body, speech, and mind, uh, the mental factor called intention. Uh, so this is where uh, this comes from. Uh, this is where this comes from. <laughs> Then Tenjiro, the Yichi, Yichi Lei, 
So the uh, mi- the middle way consequence school and the great exposition school state that action of the mind uh, is consciousness. ただ、So when we look at accumulating uh, non-virtue and accumulating uh, virtue, um, we, we can see that this accumulation, uh, which is an action, uh, categorically um, uh, has two different divisions, uh, that which is seen and that which is not seen, uh, so that which is expressed and that which is not expressed. Uh, um, so one is an inner and one is an outer. Uh, and there might be a more technical term for that within the science and reasoning. Uh, so that which is an outer and that which is an inner. Uh, and uh, the outer is, for instance, when somebody becomes angry, uh, they see, you can see the expression of red on their, his or her face, or you can see the body language that expresses that anger. Uh, and if we look at the uh, inner, uh, which is that which is not expressed or not seen, uh, we can say that, uh, for instance, the holding of this vow uh, um, we can, like when a peanut has the oil in it, uh, that it saturates it, but you can't see it with your eye, this oil that's inside of a peanut. Um, we would say that the vow is an inner form uh, that isn't seen, uh, that it's similar to the oil in the peanut that can't seen, be seen by the eye, but is, is, it, it does exist within that nut. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the the uh, one that is not seen is that example again of the peanut. Uh, so we see a form inside of the peanut of this oil that is not uh, does not appear because it's an inner inner form. It's inside of it. This is an, used as an example to make it clear. <laughs> Uh, so then this is what virtuous uh, karma is and this is what 
non-virtuous karma is. And that which is neither virtuous or non-virtuous karma has its own category that is called that which has not been presented in scripture. It's also translated as neutral all the time, but the word says that which hasn't been presented in scripture. Uh, that's the technical term for neutral, the new word we use neutral for. <coughs> Uh, so, uh, when we speak of virtue, we could be speaking of the ethics of abandoning the ten uh, non-virtues. When we speak of non-virtue, engaging in the ten non-virtues. Uh, so, we could say that uh, the, any, uh, any among those uh, are each individual causes for happiness if they are virtuous activities, each, each among the ten, so each one. Uh, and the uh, non-virtue, it gives rise to suffering. Uh, so, these are how we understand virtue and non-virtue. What <laughs> ทวดวงทวดทวดทวดทวดเซมะเซมะญวนเฮบิบิลิมาร์เบเฮบิบิลิสวดวาสนะเฮบิบิลิสัดมาร์เบทวดวงญวนสนะซับริบิลิสัด
of ease, uh, whether of ordinary or noble beings, including even the slightest pleasures, such as the rising of a cool breeze from a being born in hell, arises from previously accumulated virtuous karma. It is impossible for happiness to arise from non-virtuous karma. All sufferings in the sense of painful feelings, uh, including even the slightest suffering uh, occurring in the arhat, an arhat's mind stream, arise from previously accumulated non-virtuous karma. It is impossible for suffering to arise from virtuous karma. Uh, so let's begin uh, with beginning here. This feelings of ease. These are referring to happy feelings. So feelings, uh, feelings that are happy. And it says whether of ordinary or noble beings, whether of ordinary or aria beings, uh, including even the slightest pre pleasures. So even the slightest happiness, uh, such as a cool breeze uh, in the hot hell, is caused by previously accumulated uh, virtue. Um, so uh, it's stating that even the, the slightest amount of happiness that is found in the hell realm, uh, such as a cool breeze, is from a previous accumulation of virtuous action. Uh, and, and so happiness can't come from non-virtue. Uh, the next point that's made is uh, related to feelings of suffering. So painful feelings or suffering feelings. It says even the slightest suffering occurring in an arhat's mind stream. So we find that there are uh, foe destroyers with remainder uh, who still possess the uh, aggregates of the cyclic existence, the suffering aggregates, before they have died, uh, and, and then once they no longer have this remainder, then this is no longer possible. But where there is this remainder, the potential for a slight headache could occur, and this slight headache is caused by uh, non-virtue. Uh, um, so these suffering aggregates that, uh, the, were the, um, uh, that the arhat who achieved the state of arhatship is still possessing, uh, these suffering aggregates were caused by non-virtue, uh, and then the slightest headache that occurs within that uh, being's uh, basis uh, is caused by the non-virtuous accumulation that's still remaining, or this remainder that's still present. <laughs> And <laughs> Uh, so we find that uh, all of the various forms of feelings of happiness, all uh, forms of happiness arise or are caused uh, by virtuous activity. The Buddha is caused by virtuous activity. The Bodhisattvas are caused by virtuous activity. The foe destroyers are caused by virtuous activity. Every form of happiness that occurs through our body, speech, and mind are caused by virtuous activity. Uh, so we find this quote from Lama Tsongkhapa's text that says, even the slightest breeze uh, which gives us uh, even the slightest pressure that is a cool breeze uh, for a being born in hell, in the hot hell, uh, is caused by virtuous action. Chasso, my 
Sadece jiba yeçeyle çuvala tanyumatu devam etseyordu. Jiba namen meyüşürüz. Sadece suma meçilmatu devam etmeliyiz. Sadece jiba anne zume zume yeçeyle çuvala tanyumatu devam etmeliyiz. Anne sadece jibi gavayı var, sume gavayı var. Age gangen sene de soy dewa yomare sorwa yomare Soa dewa mederota Ale jiba soa dewa me Jiban so jiban na mes jiban soa dewa yomare Ale tanyuris tanyu Tanyo jiba yechitle Ale soa dewa dengen kabayi dewa Ale sorwa tanyo okay so then we start to begin to think about debate and de- and a doubt arises now uh, because if we say uh, that um, virtue gives rise to happy feelings. Uh, necess- if, it is, if it is virtue, does it necessarily give rise to happy feelings? If it is non-virtue, does it necessarily give rise to painful feelings? Uh, and then if we say, uh, yes, it, it is necessarily so, it is ne- that virtue necessarily gives rise, There's, this is a chop, it means that it necessarily does it. So virtue necessarily gives rise to a happy feeling. Non-virtue necessarily gives rise to uh, a suffering feeling. And then you say the subject of fourth con- uh, being on the fourth concentration level who has an equanimity of feeling is not caused by virtue. A being who's in the formless realm, who is free from feeling, uh, is that equanimity of feeling, is that caused by virtue? So then we start to debate because we say that virtue necessarily is a cause of, of feelings of ease and these feelings of ease aren't possessed in these higher, higher realms. They have an equanimity of feeling. Uh, so this is where we begin to debate and, and, and the doubt can arise related to this statement here. So then, so then, then when we look at what is the definition of virtue, it says that which has been presented in Scripture, and uh, was in the continuum of that which gives rise to happiness. So then we say, is this fourth concentration uh, level, is this formless realm uh, uh, level uh, that which is within the continuum of that which gives rise to uh, virtue, uh, caused by that which is in the continuum of that which gives rise to happiness, rather. Uh, So again, that which has been presented in Scripture (coughs) is in the continuum of that which gives rise to happiness. Um, So we ask ourselves, is this uh, um, how the formless realm and the fourth concentration levels uh, arise, and can we say that they arise from how it is de- is defined? Uh, so then it's important to state these doubts and then for everyone to hear them and think about them. Revealed in Scripture and abides in the type which produces happiness. So uh, I use the continuum, but abides within the type uh, this is right out of the Dudra. So revealed in Scripture, that which is presented in Scripture, and abides in the type which produces happiness. Uh, so does the, uh, uh, um, can we say this abides in the type which produces happiness? Does that then negate this idea that the formless realm and the fourth concentration level could be produced by it? Because we've, we've, we see this uh, other 
point, just going back as a translator's note where it's saying that the feeling, the virtue is ne necessarily causing these feelings of ease. When we look at the technical definition of virtue, it says that which abides in the type which produces happiness. Uh, and you can use type or kind which produces happiness. Uh, so Rinpoche just wanted to present this to us uh, and, and leave it there. So then this becomes, when we take this further, uh, we look at the definition of suffering. Uh, and it is uh, that which has been presented in scripture uh, and abides in the type which produces suffering. Um, so then we, we have to say this, this part of uh, revealed in scripture and then abides in the type which produces suffering. Uh, is this necessarily mean the suffering of feeling of suffering or the feeling of happiness? So if we say that it doesn't necessarily mean the feeling of suffering or happiness, then we say that we can't say that virtue or non-virtue necessarily gives rise to painful feelings or happy feelings. Uh, so then if we look at this definition and then we look at the story we hear regularly of Angumala who accumulated large amounts of non-virtue but achieved the state of foe destroyer. If we just leave that part, accumulated large amounts of non-virtue and then achieved the state of foe destroyer and then we look at this definition revealed in scripture and abides in the type which produces suffering then we can start to debate and question ourselves how does Angumala achieve the state of foe destroyer if he has accumulated that which abides in the type or uh, that which produces suffering. Uh, so then we begin to um, question these things. And then we find in the Compendium of Trainings by Shanti Deva where we find the pig, the, the God who is going to be born as a pig who had this type of, of, of action which produces the suffering, but then was not born uh, as a pig because of going for refuge. So then we, we question why, what does this mean? Uh, so these are the definitions of virtue and the definitions of non-virtue. <laughs> Uh, 
uh, so, uh, we have to then, when we start to look at uh, uh, this text, we start to look at the words and, and try to find out what exactly the, the words mean. Uh, so, we get into this first thing. It says, all happiness in the sense of feelings of, e- uh, of ease. And then it says, whether of ordinary uh, or, or nor- noble beings. Uh, so here, what is an ordinary being? What is a noble being? Uh, so uh, ordinary uh, beings are referring to those beings who have not achieved the path of seeing uh, at yet. Uh, so uh, that's referring... Papa Kuntu. Okay, uh, so it's saying uh, um, an ordinary being has not achieved the path of seeing, so they are a non-superior. And a noble being is a being who has seen emptiness uh, and therefore is a superior or an aria. Um, uh, So if we divide persons, uh, we divide them into two categories. Or beings, we can divide into two categories. Ordinary beings, those who have not reached the path of seeing. And then superior beings, those who have reached uh, the path of seeing. Uh, And we find in uh, Asanga's uh, Abhidharma Samuchaya, the compendium of knowledge, where it states that uh, ordinary beings are those who have not yet reached uh, the path of, of seeing and uh, our superior beings are those who have seen, or who have reached the path of seeing. Uh, so we find this quoted in the compendium, the, the compendium of knowledge uh, by uh, Asanga. Uh, so then when we, Sanjay uh, Papa, uh, okay, so then when we uh, um, divide uh, superior beings into four cate- uh, categories, we divide them into four. Uh, we have the hearers superiors, solitary realizers superiors, the bodhisattva superiors, and then the Buddha superiors. Okay. Uh, so all happiness in the sense of feelings of ease 
whether of ordinary or noble beings. So among the two types of possible beings, any type of feeling of happiness they have, including even the slightest pleasures such as the rising of a cool breeze from a being born in hell, arises from previously accumulated virtuous karma. It is impossible for happiness to arise from non-virtuous karma. So it's showing uh, that happiness has been, uh, gives, is arisen from virtue, arises from virtue. That's what So, um, we'll begin the next section on painful feelings. Uh, And going back, there's indicative form and non-indicating form. Those are the two categories. The one that is uh, shown and one that is not shown. Indicative form and non-indicating form. Or form that does not indicate. Uh, So, those are the two categories if you look at the technical terminology. I just want to go back uh, to it. Uh, So then we begin. All sufferings in the sense of painful feelings, uh, including even the slightest suffering occurring in an arhat's mind stream, arise from previously accumulated non-virtuous karma. It is impossible for suffering to arise from virtuous karma. Uh, So here it's saying that suffering is arisen from non-virtue. And then we find a quote from Nagarjuna's uh, Precious Garland, uh, where it says, non-virtues come... Uh, from non-virtues come all sufferings, and likewise all miserable rebirths, uh, realms. From virtues come all ha- happy realms, and the joys in all rebirths. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Okay, so uh, now when we look at the four uh, superior truths, uh, and we look at the first of those, uh, this is the superior truth of suffering. Uh, so when the superior truth of suffering is presented, uh, we find we can categorize suffering into three. Uh, the suffering of uh, suffering, the suffering of change, uh, and pervasive compounded suffering. Uh, so then uh, question, the Bechigare, Yin Guotel, Bechigare, Parshin. The the Dasidan, the So in the uh, general meaning in the Prajnaparamita, the Parshin Shitun. Okay, so in the general meaning of perfection by Penchin Sun and we find uh, this question uh, is uh, for suffering uh, to be present, uh, um, does there uh, um, there need to be the suffering uh, uh, of, of feeling. So we're going to need to, even though in, uh, there's, in Tibetan it's a very, it's the same word uh, that we usually translate in English as the same word. I'm going to use two words just to make it clear, suffering and pain. Uh, so the truth of suffering and then the pain itself. Um, I'm in, I need to use those two words in order to make this clear. Uh, so when we look at the various types of uh, suffering, so we look at the suffering of suffering. If it is pain, it is necessarily the suffering of suffering. Uh, so uh, if it is the, the thing that we think of that is suffering that is pain, it is the suffering of suffering. When we look, uh, um, the reason that we make this distinction is because when we get to the next suffering, the suffering of change, this is necessarily the feeling of happiness. The suffering of change is a feeling of happiness. Therefore, it's not a feeling of pain. Therefore, we state that we can't say if it is suffering, it is necessarily a feeling of pain because then you say, oh, if it is, then what about the suffering of change? Uh, it's not the truth of suffering. Uh, so we distinguish it because we can say that all three forms of these are the truth of suffering but are not necessarily pain. Uh, and then the pervasive compounded suffering is another example, which is not the feeling of pain or the, uh, the, the feeling of happiness. Um, and it does not, uh, but it is the truth of suffering. Uh, so we can st when we look at um, the uh, suffering and we divide it, uh, this is why in the two truths section of the Prajnaparamita, we find this question posed that says, if there is suffering, is there a feeling of pain? Uh, and then the answer is no, and these are the reasons why. Okay, so we're going to take a break. Uh, we have some cookies and so forth. <laughs> Uh, so then going back to Nagarjuna's uh, precious garland quote, it says, From non-virtue come all sufferings, and likewise all miserable realms. From virtues come all happy realms, and the joys in all rebirths. Uh, consequently, happiness and suffering do not occur in the absence of causes. And then uh, Rinpoche said to just read that. Less so. 
So we find this from uh, non-virtues come all sufferings and likewise all miserable realms. So we went over this uh, uh, suffering, uh, this sense of painful feelings previously and the sense of happy feelings arising from virtue. And it says from virtue all happy realms and the joys of all rebirths. Uh, So we previously went over the uh, meaning of these two points. Wada so it says, consequently, uh, so, uh, happiness and suffering do not occur in the happiness of causes, nor do they arise from incompatible causes, such as a divine creator or a primal essence. Rather, happiness and suffering in general come from virtue and non-virtuous action, or karma, and the various particular happinesses and sufferings arise individually without even the slightest confusion from various particular instances of these two kinds of karma, attaining certain knowledge of the definiteness or non-deceptiveness of karma and its effects is called the correct viewpoint for all Buddhists and is praised as the foundation of all virtue. So it says, happiness and suffering do not occur in the absence of causes. Uh, So if the cause of happiness uh, does not exist, uh, then it will not arise. If the cause of of, uh, um, suffering does not exist, it will not arise. And it has to be impermanent. But for it to just be impermanent alone uh, is not enough. Um, because uh, it also has to be compatible. Uh, so it says, uh, so, so these things uh, occur, and it has to be an impermanent thing that causes it. But just being an impermanent thing isn't enough. It has to be a compatible permanent, imper- impermanent thing to give rise to it. So it says, nor do they arise from incompatible causes. Uh, so incompatible uh, would be like the causes for a mango tree are not what causes a peanut, 
the causes of a peanut are not what causes a mango tree. Even though both of these things are impermanent, uh, they have to be uh, um, compatible or concordant uh, with what the, they give rise to. Um, so it's not only that they have to have causes and that the causes are impermanent, these impermanent causes have to be compatible impermanent causes. And uh, we show this example. And then it says, uh, um, and they can't come from something that's not uh, concordant or not compatible, such as a divine creator or the primordial ooze. So then, uh, if we say that uh, suffering and uh, happiness are not caused, uh, so here it's saying that uh, there has to be causes. Uh, if they're not caused, what is the fault of saying this? What's the problem with this? Uh, then we would say, uh, uh, so if we'd say the person would say then they're not caused, what is the fault? Then we would say uh, the subject suffering. Is it always occurring? It, it, it must always be occurring because it's not caused. The subject Buddha has suffering because it's not caused. Uh, so we begin to think in those terms uh, when we, we negate this idea that it could be causeless. Uh, because if it was causeless, then it could be always occurring, and then therefore that means that the Buddha would necessarily have suffering because it wouldn't be, uh, cause, it wouldn't be caused. Uh, it would be causeless. So the uh, translators know the Buddha's happiness wouldn't be caused, therefore the suffering wouldn't be caused. So if there isn't a cause, then the Buddha has to have suffering if it's not caused. And it would have to always be present, always be occurring if it's not caused. It has to always be present, always occurring, every time. Rinpoche said in English, every time, if there's not a cause making it happen. But, but, but it is occasional. We see that suffering and, and happiness are occasional things that do not always exist, are not always present. Mm-hmm. So then uh, it, it says here uh, um, that uh, it cannot arise from, uh, um, I'm sorry, uh, from a divine creator or primal uh, essence. Uh, so uh, creator, God, 
or primal essence. So this primal essence is, uh, according to the, the Samkhya uh, tradition, or the enumerator's tradition, uh, that um, express or they state that all of the... Uh, um, uh, um, uh, there are 25 categories of self uh, that occur and produce our experiences uh, and that when one recognizes this with clairvoyance then he or she becomes embarrassed by this and then uh, reaches uh, a, a liberation of some sort. So there's 25 uh, uh, categories uh, included into four different types uh, according to the uh, enumerators, uh, the Samkhya tradition, uh, and, uh, um, but, uh, and uh, according to the Samkhya tradition. Um, uh, so uh, so then this is real this primordial ooze is what creates this is recognized at a, a place of of uh, of clairvoyance and then uh, then one is is able to uh, be liberated so one finds out that all of these things are caused by this uh, uh, and then uh, um, according to their views uh, this is uh, uh, how one then distinguishing this becomes liberated but the fact remains that these are not concordant with what it gives rise to. A primordial ooze isn't necessarily concordant uh, with what it gives rise to according to the Samkhya tradition. So this is why it's negated uh, uh, in, this, in this point, uh, that it could be uh, uh, caused by uh, something not concordant. <laughs> So uh, it's been very beneficial for beings to believe in Creator God. It's not to say that this hasn't been uh, beneficial. Uh, so when we find uh, in the Christian tradition where they state uh, that Jesus or God uh, created and the, the different traditions where Shiva uh, and, and so forth are creators, uh, um, this has been better, very beneficial. But the Buddhist tradition states that uh, um, the, they are not uh, created uh, by um, are not created by a primordial ooze or a creator god. Um, so the Buddhist tradition differs and asserts that these things aren't what uh, creates things. Um, but it's been beni- very beneficial to beings or persons uh, to have these other beliefs as well. But the Buddhists, we don't assert that. Tambo the Gari Pong, the Da Dal Mai Song the Da 
Okay, so then uh, we find in uh, Nagarjuna's root wisdom text uh, that there is a statement that things do not arise from self, other, uh, uh, both, uh, or neither, or, uh, or causelessly. Uh, so uh, this isn't to negate uh, um, some various views of different uh, schools or ten, uh, non-Buddhist and Buddhist tenet systems. Uh, so the first uh, that states uh, things do not arise uh, from self um, uh, uh, is to negate the Samkhya school's view, uh, the enumerator school view, that state that there is a primordial ooze uh, that things arise from. Uh, so uh, here uh, this is negated um, because there is a belief uh, that, uh, um, for instance, in this school, uh, that a uh, food comes, uh, the food or a fruit comes from the sprout. And it's uh, the belief then that this fruit would be already abiding uh, within this sprout, uh, and that the seed itself already has the sprout within it. Uh, so we find in uh, Shanti Deva's uh, um, uh, Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life, uh, where uh, this is uh, negated. Uh, it says, uh, Uh, I'll get back to it. I'll find it. It's in the ninth chapter of the Bodhichara Avatara where there's this negation of the Samkhya view uh, and it, it talks about uh, the seed and the sprout. And then also in uh, the Dharmakirti's prominent Vartika Karika, it talks about an ant that's sitting on a blade of grass having a hundred previous rebirths as an elephant. Are there a hundred elephants standing on the blade of grass at that moment if, if this uh, causes exist within, uh, uh, within their results? Um, so if there is this primordial, uh, primal or primordial ooze that uh, allows this to take uh, um, place. Um, uh, so then, so this is, uh, this things do not arise from self uh, is to negate uh, the Samkhya tradition. Uh, the, some things do not arise from other uh, is to negate uh, um, uh, the, all of the schools except the Madhyamika Prasangika school, the middle way consequence school. It negates the great exposition school, it negates the sutra school, 
it, it negates uh, the mind-only school and negates the middle way autonomy school. Um, and they say the things do, uh, do not have any kind of, uh, the middle way consequence school asserts that uh, things do not, not arise or have any kind of inherent existence or any inherent establishment. Uh, so there is no ari arisal uh, um, uh, fr fr from, from uh, uh, any kind of uh, outside source, any kind of uh, outside source. Uh, um, so things do not ar arise from other, uh, um, they are not uh, um, inherently established and do not arise from outside sources. Uh, the, the Jain tradition uh, states that things arise from both, uh, and then the Jumei suit, a nihilism, the nihilist. Right, so uh, the Jain traditions say that things arise from self, a combination of self and others, then uh, the Jumei, the, the so then the, the, the causeless is the negation, uh, things do not arise uh, from neither or causelessly is negated uh, to negate the Jain tradition, who state that uh, even the beautiful colors of uh, various colors of a peacock uh, don't have any individual causes. They are just the colors of a peacock. Um, so there is this the idea uh, in the Jain tradition of that things arise uh, causelessly. Come on. <laughs> So the, the nihilists believe that things uh, do not arise uh, um, from, from the self. Uh, so uh, going back to the Shantideva quote, I didn't find it in here, but the consequence that Shantideva states to the Samkhya tradition, I wanted to do it from the text, but the consequence that he states is that uh, if one is eating food, is the filth already within the food? Uh, so, like, if the food produces filth, is that filth already present within the food? Or is that what you're eating when you're eating food, filth, simultaneously? Uh, so, that is presented, and Shanti Deva presents it uh, um, to negate uh, this idea of the Samkhya tradition. What did this all What did Matimujuli Jeva Maratu, Tanghansha Sule, Matimujuli Jeva Mayes, Dawata Dungetuzo, Miba. Na Macho <laughs> it says, rather, happiness and suffering 
uh, in general come from virtuous and non-virtuous karma uh, and, in the, uh, and the various particular happinesses and sufferings arise individually without even the slightest confusion from the various particular instances of these two uh, kinds of karma. So it's, it's definite that the various forms of happiness <coughs> come from virtue and suffering come from non-virtue. The happiness of the, bodhis, the bodhisattvas, the aryas, and the ordinary beings, all forms of happiness uh, come from virtuous activities. Uh, and also as a note, I'd like uh, the second uh, um, things do not arise from other. I'll look further into the negation that Prasangika makes uh, so that I can get the exact, make it clear and make it exact uh, negation for everyone in English. Uh, so we've completed the section on the certainty of karma, uh, and now we are going to uh, begin the magnification of karma section. Jitin Seems like primordial goodness can be translated as fundamental nature also, uh, just as a side note. Um, uh, so it says, uh, the magnification of karma. Uh, an effect of immense happiness may arise from even a small virtuous karma. An effect of immense suffering may arise from even a tiny non-virtuous karma. Hence, internal causation seems to involve the magnification uh, that is not found in external causes. <coughs> so we have cause and effect externally, uh, uh, and we see how that works. So we see the uh, cause, so that which is caused and its result externally. And then we look at this internal cause and effect that's taking place here, uh, and we can say that we can't experience something externally that magnifies as greatly as this. So uh, this outward cause and effect that we have experience with uh, is not uh, uh, magnified uh, in the same way that this is. So it's, it's showing, uh, so uh, pre we <coughs> showing how this internal uh, um, causation, karma, uh, magnifies much greater than, uh, in, a, in a, a bigger way, uh, than something where we find external, externally. 
There's many stories. Then it says, Moreover, it is said in the collection of indicative verses, like a poison that has been ingested, the commission of even a small sin creates in your lives hereafter great fear and a terrible downfall. As when grain ripens into a bounty, even the creation of a small merit leads in lives hereafter to great happiness and will be immensely meaningful as well. Okay. Become certain about how great effects may arise from small actions by studying the narratives of past events presented in texts. So there's various stories to support these points that we can find in the texts called The Basis of Discipline, The Sutra of the Wise and the Foolish, the Dhamma Mukra Sutra, the Hundred Action Sutra, the Karma Sataka Sutra. For example, there are the stories from the basis of discipline about the herdsman Nanda and the frog beaten by his staff, the goose, the fish, the 500 tortoises, the 500 hungry ghosts, the farmer, the 500 bulls, and from the Sutra of the Wise and Foolish, the accounts of Savarna Devata, Suvarna Vasu, and Hastipala. Uh, so these are uh, all stories that aren't expanded on here, um, uh, but show uh, examples of this in them. ดึงดึงตาโลจิเตตัวเตเกอร์นันจลาเดชามาลาเดชามาอ่าตาชามาลาเนี่ยวัตสุโตชามาลาเนี่ยชามาเดอันดุกลามา ชามันเป็นตัดสุขชามันเป็นตัดคืออันดุลามาจีอันนี้ชามบัตเนี่ยชามเดียดกันนี่ซะเลยชามเดียดกันอันนั้นวัดเจมันคือคุณเป็นต
Uh, so, in Lam Rim here, we find uh, stories that are presented without explanation. Uh, and we would, in order for us to go over what those stories are, all of them, we would have to look into the Kangjur, uh, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, where we would find uh, the sections on, with all these uh, stories. Um, but, uh, Rinpoche is saying he's brought a text that uh, is from uh, uh, Kama uh, Shama Pandita, which is a great Nalanda Pandit, uh, which uh, is called the Shama Lam Rim, which is the stage of the path according to th- this uh, sh- Shama uh, Pandita. Uh, so when the Dalai Lama was giving the, the explanation, so the, this, uh, if I said this was from the uh, Indian commentaries, I made a mistake in translation. Um, this is an Amdo Lama. I don't know if I did or not, but I feel like I did. This is an Amdo Lama. Uh, who is so Amdo is in Tibet, uh, where the Dalai Lama was born, and at the Dalai Lama's teachings, uh, um, he utilized this text uh, to to help uh, give the explanation. Um, so uh, this Amdo Lama uh, spent a great amount of time uh, in retreat. Uh, so he's known for having stayed in a large amount of retreat and then writing these various books that uh, Lo Saling uh, utilizes. Uh, that's the picture of the, the teacher. It's from Amdo. Uh, so he is the one who uh, made this text. Uh, so there's a little bit of a uh, story of how uh, karma increases. Pitcher, Pomushikis, Long Sanjay Jagarit, Rang Sanjay. Talk Sanjay Chubiro. 
so we find uh, one story uh, where a Buddha, the Buddha during the time of the Buddha in India, where he went uh, to a town where a woman uh, uh, made an offering of food to the Buddha. And then the Buddha prophesies that uh, this, uh, from this virtue that you've uh, created, you will achieve the state of Prachika Buddha. Um, uh, so uh, this uh, virtue of giving food to the Buddha is very large, um, a large amount of virtue. Uh, so this is the first uh, um, example of the magnification of karma. This offering of food to the Buddha results in becoming a Prachika Buddha. Uh, so this is the first uh, story um, uh, mentioned here. And he had, she had a husband. Husband, husband. Husband, husband. Husband, husband. Husband, husband. So then the husband questions all of this. Why are you giving the food to the Buddha? Uh, what is uh, this going to be? What result? What will result from this? Uh, so he's he, the the husband doesn't have the same uh, faith or the same idea. Uh, so then he asks, uh, you know, what will become of this? Why are you giving food to the Buddha? <laughs> So then the husband thinks that what the Buddha is saying must be a lie. This is a lie. Then the conqueror. <coughs> <coughs> Shintangaja Mariba Chuba Yoba T Sabin Yungatan Zeta 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 so uh, so then uh, the story goes on. So he says, please don't, he thinks the Buddha is lied. Please don't say uh, such things because she offered you some food. Um, uh, and then uh, um, it says, the, the Buddha gave the illustration, gave an example of a people tree. It's a kind of tree. The only reason I know that, I'm reading the story out here. So it's a people tree. And it says that this particular kind of tree uh, comes from a seed that is the size of a mustard seed. But uh, when it grows, uh, it is so huge that uh, if its shadow 
is so large it covers 500 chariots. Uh, so um, it starts as something as small as a mustard seed, and then once it grows, its shadow could cover 500 chariots. And it says then, the magnification of internal karma is much greater. Uh, so in the story that Buddha tells, the, uh, the husband says, you must be lying, don't say this is from food. Such a small thing can uh, prove such a large thing. And then the Buddha says, well, look at a tree, this people tree. Uh, it, it grows from a seed that's smaller, the size of a mustard seed, and its shadow covers such a large, can cover 500 chariots. Uh, the magnification internally is even greater than that. So he gives the example of an external magnification. Chujunjinajimano, Genilapur, <laughs> Zuzepo, okay, Zuzepo, beautiful form. Sarah Tanche, the Yunten Tanche. Sarah, Sarah. Okay, in the future. In future, you will have beautiful form. Okay. Okay. Chuba Chundus 
Jonas Jonsson. Utan Bibbomo, Sjöton, Tjuni, Tjusjusjik och Tjaji, Tjusjusjikotjaji, Tjodendili, Tjunjene, Zinji, Dajumba, Tjubadansa. Tjakande, Sanji Nazi, Sanji Nazi, Kunjangal Debi Jesu, Anna Sanji Nazi, Tjubadu, 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 ま、さじ、ま、ちょにわです。これ、ちょ、ほんまさまじかんじ。てなるせぐとんせ。せじじで。せじじで。せじじで。かっちゃね。あの、グリンプレバです。グリンプレバで。あの、これ、ちょろた
Then there's also the story of a very rich family who, uh, where the father was not around, but the, the son uh, uh, um, then went to Buddha Shakyamuni. Uh, because of this, and as a result of, of this uh, uh, relationship, achieved the state of foe destroyer uh, in that lifetime. He was, uh, it, it, I don't want to, like almost looking for a father figure and went to Shakyamuni and heard, heard things uh, and then was able to achieve the state of foe destroyer. So this is a, a little bit of uh, the stories in it. ダイオンサンジナジサンジナジコニャンデビジュニエジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジュジ
So there's a story of a, a monk who was meditating uh, in meditation. Uh, and then there were other monks that were memorizing, so they were constantly reciting texts. And it was he became angry because it was disturbing his meditation and came out of his meditation and said, you all sound like frogs, <coughs> like frogs making their noise. Uh, and as a result of this statement, he was born 500 times as a frog. <laughs> and this is, shows the magnification related to non-virtuous activities, how a small non-virtue can create a large uh, suffering. Uh, so, in the Lamrim Chemo, we find a large number of, of stories cited, uh, and we're not able to uh, go over what all of those are without getting into the Kongjur, uh, the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, without getting into these texts. Uh, so, in the uh, future, we'll look at different Lamrims and, and other sources and see. Okay, so uh, we'll conclude class there. Uh, the concluding offer, uh, the uh, mandala offering and dedication prayer. Two chain of Shady The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of all the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Abhokateshvara, Tenzin Gyatso, stay until samsara's end. Pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimachi Guzi Shabi Denrana.